Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. You shouldn't need proof. You should believe because I say so because you should have faith. All you need is a dark beer, New York strip, and a cheesecake and an overdose. And there's nothing wrong with having a little church in you. Psalm 5810, the righteous shall rejoice when he sees the vengeance and he will bathe his feet in the blood of the wicked. Mave in the X in the deep finds himself in hot water. Uh, we find out the God's honest truth and more in this week's As We Talk Amazon's the Boys, Season 1, Episode 5, Good for the Soul. The After Buzz After Show starts right now. You're tuned in to After Buzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz And I find the wicked within you. Listen, Stephen, uh, and I say this. You are the poster boy right now. You look like the cover when they said the pray the gay away. This is what the guy looked like, and that's why it was so wrong. Thank you, Tehran. You did. You look like the guy that was on the poster. It was and and I'm just it was saying Homelander that, on the poster. No, 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 no. A oh, different poster. The Ezekiel poster. I loved the Homelander poster though because it just had a plane behind it him. It said fly straight. That fly one said fly straight. With a plane behind with him. With a plane behind him. But yours, you look like Ezekiel when he was in on the poster. Thumbs up. The pray the gay away. Ugh. Can you believe? Listen. And, and the thing is. There are as, camps for that. There are real camps for this. This is this is real. This is a real real thing. And and it's not it's not one thing or the other. I'm taking out all moral judgment. All I'm saying is that these slogans is how these things catch on. They're catchy slogans. They are always catchy slogans. Why are racists and bigots so creative? Because rhymes are the simplest thing to do. Oh my gosh. Well, let's what what rhymes with Tehran? Quran. I mean nothing uh, what rhymes with Tehran? What rhymes with Stephen Lemieux? Because that's who's on the panel as I'm Tehran as we host and we're talking all things. Amazon's The Boys, Season 1, Episode 5, Good for the Soul. Do you have a Stephen Lemieux rhyme yet? Uh, Stephen no. Lemieux is ew. Everyone I'm, says Pepe Le Pew. That's uh, the thing. And then Tehran is just, you're on. Yeah. Uh, I, I, nothing. 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 I mean, see, we're not racist and bigot enough to come up with a creative rhyme. Yeah. I think that's... That's, that's what it, that's, that's what, what it comes down say. to. Yeah. Also, your your name's just not funny, so it just it wouldn't make sense. I think my name is uh, especially funny. hilariously bland. Tehran? Yeah, bland. Listen, Stephen, just because you have a PH instead of a V, okay? I'm very acidic. Let's go into that was a chemistry joke for you. Talking all the things that happened in this episode. Uh, of course, we're going to get to our overall thoughts, but we're going to discuss some really major issues going with uh, the rundown Popclaw and A-Train, the new Bonnie and Clyde, uh, and ride or die, uh, but more die than ride. Uh, Believe Expo, that that entire thing was just brilliant. I don't know how to explain it. It was done. Uh, the tent, a pricey ticket for sure, the price that Huey was about to pay, but then his mouth cashed it. No. Okay, and uh, the tombstone, 
Wow, breaking my heart and the tombstone. Smarter than your average bear. The bear, from now on, I'm going to watch out for those stuffed animals. Explanations. See what I did there? Hey-o. Okay. Uh, Frenchie gets burnt. Uh, babies are us. Yeah, using babies. That was diabolical. Uh, still well. Did you see what I did? Okay. Uh, Homelander and still well. Boundaries, special segment. <laughs> I'm just waiting on the special how... segment. Worst case scenario. Which this week we're going to discuss. <laughs> of course, that's when we discuss uh, a superhero's power that goes totally wrong. This week's superhero is going to be Mr. Fantastic. And I, I, I believe that's in honor of Ezekiel, of course. Uh, and predictions and more. We have so much to discuss. What were your overall thoughts on this week's episode? Man, I thought this week's episode was great. I thought it was it was more tame in some ways, and then you get the end, which is like. The, you get the end that's a super gory, and then you get the the N- NICU, which is super gory. And we're like, whoa, that took off very quickly. Like, one second they're just pulling the compound V out of the IV, and then the next second guys are just shooting at them with guns. Like, it was just very quickly. Uh, I that love, escalated fast. Yeah, I love the, the storyline with Huey and Starlight. I still think that we're really shaping up to a big disappointing scene between the two of them with the, the tracker. Uh, I'm not sure if this is going to be the... Another point-gaining moment for her. They might spin it that way where because people are watching this Christian concert, but a lot of people also disagree with this Christian concert. It felt weird to me that Vought Industries was so behind this, like, pray the gay away camp. Because it it is very polarizing, so it takes away a lot of... It takes away a lot of people. It divides people half and half, and they seem to be very on board with... Like Homelander and like their main guys being there. Yeah, and having Starlight. It just kind of seemed weird that they were all in on it. And even being told to be moderate. We need to be moderate. We understand we're here, but you need to be moderate, which was the push. And then we get the Homelander reference, which is interesting because it's very relevant to today's political atmosphere, where he says, no, they need this Clint Eastwood character. That's who I'm going to be. The John Wayne of the of the situation. I, I'm, I'm curious to see whether Starlight comes out more popular or less popular based on this. I'm going with more popular, especially with a different demographic. You know how they keep breaking everything down by demographic? We move and shape into a demo that is way more liberal in these big cities, so it gets a lot more people. Yeah. So I think I think she'll be fine. I think she... Okay. I'm interested to know if we get a disappointment or Huey tells Starlight before it gets found out. What do you think? Do you, tells her that he bugged her? Tells her, or at least comes clean. I, I don't know if all the way, but as clean as... Yeah, I think there's going to be a point where he has to tell sure, her. Sure, but do you think it happens before she finds out? See, that's what my thing is. I think he, he breaks down and tells her the entire truth. I'd love to know what you guys think at home as well. Please comment below. Let's take a quick poll. And, of course, we have Ryan in the booth, our own impotent man, holding us down because he's as far away from being a dick as you can possibly be. Homelander, on the other hand, major dick. Kind of a dick. Big, like huge. And you had asked me when he had met Huey before, and I don't think he's met Huey. But he definitely had a bug up his ass about Huey being friends with Starlight. A hundred percent. He brings it up in, in his way, and I'll tell you something that this episode was it the most action-packed? No. It had clear bursts of action brilliance. But that anticipation to always think that Homelander is going to do something so evil consistently 
man. It it really raises the drama factor. A hundred percent. Because every time he hugs anyone, I think they're going to die. A hundred percent. he's involved in anything, I'm like, he's going to kill them. That's exactly what I... And it's a sociopathic tendency where you really view this person as a complete sociopath. Yeah. Anything that threatens his position, anything that gets involved in... His plans in a negative way, he's just going to take them out. Nothing safe. And if it wasn't A-Train, if A-Train wasn't a member of the Seven, he definitely would have killed him. He would have. He would have killed him, but he can't kill A-Train without an explanation, and he's trying to figure that out. And you saw that scene, and even A-Train walks away, walks away going, fudge. I think that, and this is like a prediction, but I think that A-Train gets killed by the girl because of Homelander's interference. I think it's an easy way for Homelander to write it off and get rid of him without him getting his hands dirty. Question for you. Is Stillwell afraid of Homelander? Everyone else is. Everyone else. Maeve, A-Train, The Deep, everyone else. Everyone at, at, at Vought, everyone's afraid. Is Stillwell afraid of Homelander? I think she is caution cautious of him. I don't think she's afraid of him because I think she was involved in the creation of Homelander. I think now that we know that babies are being pumped full of Compound V, we don't know if that pushes their aging faster, and we've already talked about how Homelander's very childish and could have... The the mommy issue. Yeah, could have been, like, grown up very quickly. Uh, I think that possibly she has an answer to Compound V. She might control his kryptonite to some degree. And here's an interesting aspect. I don't know if the there is that aging factor. Maybe specifically with Homelander there is. Because we know Starlight is twenty-three years old and we we get that because the mom says I've been doing I've been doing all this for twenty-three years. So she's at least twenty-three plus. But I think she was born a hero, so I think the aging thing's different. I'm I'm saying that if, if Homelander was one of the first test subjects to be born and subjected to Compound V, and that's what came out of it. He was only created for this, a la Superboy in Young Justice, where you're created, and even though you're in the body of a teenager, you're only one years old or two Whatever years old. your actual year age is. Sure. So I, I don't know if we're going to get into that or not. He's definitely smart and manipulative, but he's also stupid and childish at the same time. And we do see that mommy issue with the breastfeeding thing. That was... Okay. Creepy. That it okay. was so it was pervertedly sexual and yet not at the same time. It was definitely mommy issue all the way. I think her baby is in the crosshairs, especially the way he looks at the baby every time she's holding it. A hundred percent. And he calls it an, an accessory. And in his warped way of like thinking, he could probably kidnap the baby or get rid of it in some way and be like, "You weren't focused. You need to be focused." He on specifically th- calls the baby it. Every yeah. time. He does not refer to the baby's gender. Does not say he or she. He's very progressive. He, he's waiting for the baby to <laughs> choose. Because it's gender neutral. Okay, <laughs> let's get into some real topics. Popclaw and A-Train, the new Bonnie and Clyde, of course. We saw that scene. Saw it coming. Yeah. But didn't see it coming. Saw it coming, but didn't know how it was going to go down. Yeah, I thought I thought it was going to be the speed trick into the, to the heart or something of that nature. And he didn't try to look at the bear before he killed her. He didn't. He didn't try to figure out the whole situation really before he killed her. He didn't try to use her help to figure out who it was at all. It was just immediately heroin in the arms. It was heroin in the arms, and we find out it was, in a way, an act 
beholding him from Homelander. I mean, Homelander was like, how did it happen? Take care of it. Yeah, he exactly. order, orders from Homelander. He doesn't want to know. He doesn't want to know details. Just want it done. How was it done? Oh, heroin overdose. And we knew she had a drug problem. We knew Pop Claw had a drug problem. A-Train goes in, manipulative, amazing acting. Makes me think that he's done this before. Not the character, but but the actor. Oh, shoot. I'm just saying, that was some player, player, baby, you know I love you. I want to go public with you, but before we can do that, you I have to know. come clean. You have to tell me what's up. I think, she, I think he really loved her, though. He, I definitely feel he really loved her. Which is really sad, but, you know, he... He's kind of an asshole, too, so... He is. He is. He is. And by oh. kind of, I mean he's really a total asshole. But, I mean, it was it was kind of sad to watch. Obviously, like, she's... You know, he ran through a woman while he was on Compound V. She killed her landlord while she was on Compound V. Like, obviously, this stuff just brings out the worst in people. Because she, aside from that, seemed like a normal, just famous person. She didn't seem like she was into the whole seen in terms of the supers being the worst of the worst. She had remorse for what she did to the, the the landlord. So I feel like she wasn't the worst of the worst. So is compound V, we know it's the steroid, is it what they feed the babies and then they wean them off and if you continue to use it, it becomes the steroid? I think born heroes, it's like a steroid. I think compound V created babies, they build up their you know anatomy based on it. You know, like, they they develop their powers to a more certain degree, or they develop powers based on it, and it's just completely tied into their genealogy and their biology. So is there a metagene? See, that's the thing. The, in a lot of the DC universe, we see this metagene. We see it now arising a little bit in the Marvel world as well. This concept of a metagene where the metagene has to wake up and start working and it transforms you and there are different catalysts for it but it's the enzyme inside you it's already within i don't know can anyone be a hero a soup i think anyone who's taken as a baby and turned into one but i don't think it's something that you can like inject into a person unless it is unless it is i mean we definitely get to find that out i feel i feel that that's the way it's coming pop claw's death did it affect you I mean, we knew it was happening. Yeah, we didn't knew, it didn't you. affect me. It was just kind of sad. I thought it was just sad. Because you felt A-Train actually did love Pop Claw. Yeah, I thought, I thought like, it's just, like, two people who, by circumstance, were never going to work out. But, like, I think the emotions were real between the two characters. And especially because, you know, they played on this biraciality by placing it in an elite status. He was an a Superhero and she was a D-list superhero, and they they created that as the wrong side of the tracks person. Mm-hmm. They couldn't be seen in public. They couldn't be out. She was the main chick who was the side chick. Well, it also just shows that like there's no black and white in terms of where the heroes come from. Like, See what you did. I wasn't doing that, but okay. But A Train, you know could have started out as a completely different person as he is now. You know, as we see with Vought Industries, they they pick you apart one piece at a time. And the longer you're part of the Seven and the longer you're part of Vought Industries, the more you turn into somebody completely different. And then Homelander gets in his claws and you're doing whatever it is. So at what point, like, at what point has A-Train does, done so much terrible stuff because Homelander told him to do it 
that you, he loses his humanity in the end. And he doesn't know where it stops where I'm being told to I'm telling myself because. Yeah, he, you make excuses, you make self you make excuses for yourself. Justify your actions, And of eventually you change. And here's the thing. It reminds me of a lot of athletes. It reminds me of this athlete progression we see in celebrity. Actually, a lot of movies, if you watch athletic movies, something like this is like the Willie Beeman transformation from any given Sunday. The guy who starts feeling his own hype, start thinking he has to make these decisions and act a certain way and be a certain way, even though he's not that person. So is A-Train inevitably a bad person? Or is he a good person who does bad things? Or a bad person who... Sometimes does good things. I mean, I think what we're learning is that Vought Industries has made every single hero a victim of circumstance. I think every, every, there's no one who has, not no one, but like, in a, in a, in an industry of heroes and in an industry of like people wanting superpowers and a world of that, the majority of them want the powers because they think they can make a difference. They think they can help people. I think what we're seeing is we're taking Starlight because she's a blank slate of innocence and we're showing the the ways that they that that can be com- manipulated into what will eventually down the line turn into another a train and turn into another the deep even the deep said like they did screwed up stuff to me when i started too and it's like hazing at frats it's like traditions that carry down like well they did this to me so now i have to do it to you it's, it's hurt people hurt people Let's not quote Jesse Smollett right now Tehran but okay the nigerians made me do it Nubian prince. <laughs> but I, th- I think it's just interesting because we have to have another side of these characters, and they can't just be one-dimensional assholes. You have to look at it and say, like, Vought Industries has changed them over time and just made them worse and worse and worse. Because if you're only seen as a hero, at what point do you let go of your humanity? Well, it's interesting enough, we have seen the actor Jesse T. Usher before in Survivor's Remorse. He does play an athlete in other shows, and this is a very simple uh, progression for him. Acting-wise, I think he did a phenomenal job. Dope, yeah. Both of them, but especially uh, especially Jesse. I mean, it was just, just watching him, it was so believable. The way he approached it, the tears... Uh, this is a person we've seen grow up on TV, and now he's a, a fully grown up. I, I just thought it was excellent all the way. There's another perspective that I'm sure some fans have, and that he was more upset over the fact that he won't have a hookup buddy in her. As no, 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 he he loved her. Watching those videos, I mean, the way he was he, watching he was like a f- he was watching a sex scene. He wasn't watching. Sure, but. Sometimes people can't differentiate between that sex and love, and maybe he was in lust with her, but he was definitely in love yeah, with her. I'm just pointing he out. remembered that first date. Yeah, that's true. That first date, the way he detailed it, like, he damn, meant yeah. it. He meant it, but he knew what he quote unquote had to do. Yeah. Because hookup buddies, you wouldn't remember that first date. Had he been like, I remember the first date, usually we go out to dinners and stuff, but with you, it was just nice to be able to go back to your place. <laughs> it would have been a different thing. But he remembered her order. He remembered her dark, favorite. Dark beer, des- exactly. dessert and everything. Yeah. The New York strip, the cheesecake. He remembered He remembered details. He he was a fan. Do you think this is the, the one card in the House of Cards of A-Train that will eventually lead him to... Any form of self-realization of he's not the best person? I don't know what the female represents. Mm-hmm. So until I know that, I can't tell you. I would love to say that A-Train is a semi-good person who does a lot of bad things. But I don't know because I've seen him his callous attitude. And when he's semi-good, it's literally 
because it's in front of people or it's semi-selfish yeah. of him. Yep. It's never been a selfless act. True. But the but the house of cards for homelanders are are falling. We have a lot of people and a lot of pieces who are are falling. Maeve, A Train, the deep to some aspect. Starlights clearly didn't even need to rise to fall. Black Noir is the only one we haven't gotten really any story on. We have no idea. Black Noir is the character I would love to play because he never says a word. You don't have to remember shit. I think it's like several actors playing him too, because like you never have to see the same. You face. never. It's the. It's it, yeah. That's a that's a great project. Could cut. be the same person. <laughs> it could be the same person. Uh, I don't know. You know what? When it comes to budgets, I'll tell you something. We don't have any budget cuts here, but we do appreciate each and every one of you at home who donate and give back to AfterBuzz. We appreciate you. We donate our time and services and put all this together for you. So thank you so much at home, uh, especially to all our donors. I I, I personally actually am a donor uh to afterbuzz no not of organs to afterbuzz i donate every single month just to be a part of this so thank you so much for being a part of our family yeah it's great if you guys want to support us you can hit that subscribe button find us on all the podcasting apps and we have an after show for every single tv show that you love so just go ahead and search for that find it comment and support those hosts too because we got tons of them and they're all just doing their best well i appreciate it and you know what i would donate organs but i wish i could Pick the person I donate them to. Only the worthy. Homelander could never get my organs. Nathan Mitchell, by the way, is the actor who plays Black Noir. Nathan Mitchell. So hopefully we'll see him. Possibly. You were about to ask a question. Uh, I was just going to think about, like, if we were... uh, Let's talk about it at the end of the episode, but I want to remember, let's talk about, like, what we think their weaknesses could be. What their weaknesses could be. Okay, yeah. definitely. Let's get uh, one of the one of the weaknesses for the uh, God fearing, the Believe Expo. Yeah, we get uh, we get an angel. We do. We get a, a person with wings. At least that's what it seemed like. We didn't see anything more than that. I don't know if it was a special effect. I mean, clearly it was a special effect for the show. But I mean, even through the Believe Expo, was that a special effect? I think she actually has wings, and she has the power of tax exemption. She is a religious entity. She is. She is a 501c no matter what. Yeah, I think that we're going to get more of her. She's probably going to be one of Ezekiel's lackeys. Possibly. I would say. And he seems to be... He, he's a play on all the cool pastors that we see at places like a, a, a mosaic or a church home, which, which have these young, cool, hip pastors. He's playing that part, but of course a very corrupt one to the fullest. Very. And, and a hypocrite. As we saw before, he, he's on the poster that says, pray the gay away. And then he is engaged in a threesome with two men in the first episode. Yeah, which Huey decides to take the role of one of those men and tell a story as if he was one of those men. And he was he, his, his butthole was played like jazz. I, which, by the way, we... Last episode of our after show, you said Huey's not good at lying. He's become very good at lying. I guess he has gotten a lot better with lying. He was on the fly. He's been on the fly, bringing stuff up, taking chances. This is definitely not the Huey we met in in episode one. No. he's His father was wrong. Simon Pegg with the English voice was wrong. Yes. Simon Pegg's forced American accent. I think Huey's a fighter. He has become a fighter. He's definitely become a fighter, and we see that in the tin. But the expo itself, what were your thoughts on that expo? This is a real thing. This is this is a mockumentary of something that actually happens all across America all the time. We People love to 
make fun of it, but it's a real thing. And to a lot of people, it's a, it's a real, it's very real. The Ezekiels of the world definitely have private jets, definitely have huge houses, huge cars, multi-million dollar salaries every year based on people paying for those diamond class tickets. Those diamond class tickets in, in real life run you 15 to 20 grand a person. Isn't that ridiculous? I mean, I don't know when the price tag of faith, I would love to say yes on one hand, but to the people who believe, this is the thing. I buy I buy stupid things like robes and shoes. This is what they buy. This is what they're, at least even if it's a lifestyle, if nothing else, it's a hobby. This is what they buy with their money. Yeah, but it's you buy stuff that helps the economy and is taxed. These preachers and people of those, like, it's it's all tax-exempt. So you're saying that your problem with it is because it's tax-exempt? Yeah, I mean, it, it, here's the thing, with, and, and, you know, don't crucify me for this, pun intended, but, like, what what causes influence? And this show shows you what causes influence. It's money. Money and resources. And if something's tax-exempt, it has a lot more money and resources than something that's not. That's why celebrities have more input than scientists, and that's why politicians have way more input than scientists or celebrities, because everyone's got way more money. So you take a, you take a, a, a religious establishment... You don't tax anything they take, and let's say it's a religious establishment in the Deep South, and they're very anti-gay, and you give them $150, $250 million. That's a lot of advertising to spread whatever that message is. And if people see that and they say, wow, look at these successful people, look at what they're doing and what they believe in, and they're successful, they're going to start modeling themselves after that because they feel they can get that level of success as well. Well, this is a conversation definitely for Believe Expo. Uh, The conversation is tapped about religion. They talk about it even on the show amongst themselves. This show has a nihilistic view towards religion, which is great. 100%, because we see the characters keep bringing it up. They definitely do. However, on the the flip side, are we saying that religion is just propaganda? It's something that gets spread. And I, I can't give it that... I can't give it... That that name I can't do that. I I, I, I understand religion and have I I respect people who are religious. At the same time, I understand those who, and respect those who are not religious. To each their own. I don't mean disrespect to people who are religious. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying the show does a good job of showing the downsides of the separation of church and state when it comes to a financial aspect of it. Uh, this show does a great job because, like, you know. One of the most poignant moments of this episode... Is I'm a virgin. Oh, I'm sorry. Was when, I'm so Star- sorry. ...was when Starlight kept saying, this isn't how I remember it. And I feel like a lot of people have that sobering moment where you're raised in a family, you're surrounded by all these people, and everyone's so into the same ideal. It feels welcoming, and it feels like something you're a part of. And then... As soon as you take it from the third person, you maybe go out on your own, you move to another state, or you move to another country. You see a different perspective. You experience other cultures and see a different perspective. You're no longer part of that. It doesn't feel the same. So, like, the concepts that are have always been in front of your face, now they're in front of your face, but you have more knowledge and you're less ignorant on the subjects and you kind of view them in a different way. It's a very interesting perspective. And I actually had a situation where a friend of mine, who I play basketball with, uh, there was another friend who came in, and he was Muslim, and the friend of mine who's playing basketball is Christian, and he was like, oh, I feel bad because the Muslim kid's going to hell. And I was like, why do you say that? He's like, well, I'm a Christian, and I believe in Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. And I was like, I respect that. That's actually wonderful. But uh, 
were you always Christian? I said, yes. I was like, are your parents Christian? He's like, yes. I was like, did you go to church all the time? Yes. Are your grandparents Christian? He said, of course they are. And I said, that's actually interesting that you feel that the one religion that you've always been around is the actual one true religion and that there are no other perspectives on that. And that is the biggest coincidence ever, that you just happen to be around all Christians, your whole family Christian, and then you also have decided that that is the most right you could be. I wonder how you would be if you were raised in a Muslim family. Meet Muhammad. Yeah, I mean, it's it's peanut butter sandwiches, right? It's like you grew up your entire life eating peanut butter sandwiches. Well, not nowadays. Everyone's allergic. Yeah, but, but sure. like every, then you're going to think that they're the best thing in the world. Yeah. It's like, well, you've never had peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. And, you know, I hate to compare religion to a sandwich, but... I mean, different strokes for different folks. I think this show does a good job of showing that and showing... The Hindu thing. You brought, yeah. you, we, you brought that up, actually, while we were just talking. When the, the, in the teen group... The, My friend the is Hindu. Yeah. How do I tell him that he's going to hell? And, and, and the pastor... Well, Starlight, you could see being like, wait, 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 I don't see the problem. And then and the pastor's like, well, you want your friend to go to heaven, right? So you're going to have to convert them. It's a good thing that he's Hindu, because now you have a purpose. It's like, oh, God. And it's it's hurtful. We see this with, with religious intolerance. We see this with sexual uh, orientation intolerance. The pray the gay away was actually such a hard thing to hear, and yet... It's something that does does go on. You mentioned how there really are camps for this. Yeah. It's, it's and today crazy. it's remember, it's twenty nineteen, by the way. It's twenty nineteen. And I'm not saying gay is right. I'm not saying gay is wrong. I'm just saying why do people care so much? Because money. Money. Spreading an ideal and getting people to believe in it will get them to pay money for it. Crazy. And speaking of money. Do you think our politics would be more focused on the fact and lack of education in our school systems than whether or not two men or two women can get married? I agree with that. If I've always been under the mindset, if you don't like believe in gay marriage, don't don't marry a gay guy. It's that simple. <laughs> you just you don't have to. You don't have to marry a guy. Just don't. Uh, the tent. These people walk into the tent. It's a diamond pricey class. ticket. The diamond class. And the way Huey asked Starlight, oh, I felt it. It went too far. Tough. But he saved it. He saved it off the fly again. Did he, though? He did. He did with his uh, uh, Robin admission. The Robin admission and the hug? You could tell but it's a, a half hug. admission. Sure. I didn't say anything. It's a, it's a, it's an admission. It's something. He, he's on the fly. He's still undercover. He's still there. But he is having to avoid some of her people. The, the publicist. Yeah, the publicist. Yeah. Man, you're right. The publicist would recognize him. Yeah. She's on top of it. Uh, Homelander dunks him. He didn't take his phone out of his pocket? What an idiot. Homelander dunks him and holds him there for an extra second. And he knows that he's going to do it. So he goes to the people really quickly, and then Huey can feel that Homelander is being a little antagonistic, and you can see him like take that huge, deep breath because he's like, "Uh uh-oh. Yeah, something. He holds his... And just even coming up with the I'm afraid of water thing, that was really quick. Uh, Everyone in the chat, our chat is up and running, so we'd love to hear what you have to say. Uh, The tombstone. The pricey ticket, also, really quick, we got to discuss Huey confronting Ezekiel. Brilliant. Brilliant, hilarious, funny. Well done. Great for Huey. Learned that Ezekiel is pretty strong, too. Yes. And the stretchy. He's Mr. Fantastic. Mr. Fantastic. He's got the stretchiness in it. And he says, oh, I can, I can, I can, <laughs> Mr. Fantastic. So he can um, hug everyone at the same time. That's how they're playing that one. 
Uh, here at the Believe Expo, we see Billy Butcher has this this epiphany with the tombstone, seeing the tombstone, going to his sister-in-law's. We learn about Becca. And we learn a little more about Becca. She's not dead. She's not anything. She's missing. She's gone. Her family wants to move on. It's been eight years. So, timing-wise, this is taking place in 2019. The video was 2012. 2012. So it was eight so, years, 2019. No, no, no. I'm saying that she's been missing for eight years, and he has security footage from her from seven years ago. Yeah. So I think that's what his mission's based on. That's what's driving him. You think that's what it is? I thought that that was just, it's been eight years the same way I'd be like 2012 is about. We're almost at the end of 2019. I think it's more than that. I think, it's, I think he has evidence since she's, since she's disappeared. Interesting. But we'll see. We'll see. Could we'll see wrong. how that plays out. I mean, him breaking that tombstone, this is his way of saying, I don't have, I don't want closure because this isn't closed. Yeah, she's not gone. He won't accept it because he, it's not a hate crime. He's just not accepting it. He was scary, by the way, at the sister's house. Yeah, he was not he was happy. scary. He was scary at Rachel's. I didn't like, I didn't like that tone, but I do like the fact that he, he, because uh, there was a second that I thought he was going to strike her and he didn't. So I was actually like, thank goodness he always does keep control. Because and I probably feel that way because of Homelander. Probably Homelander. Actually, this is one of those like I hate men right now. Homelander is just a piece of shit. Uh, smarter than your average bear. A train does look at that bear, gets those videos, sees what happened. Uh, do you think watching Popclaw, watching Popclaw squish the guy's head? Sure. Do you think that changed his mind? Like he was because he was shocked by it, but was it oh oh shit? He, she cheated on me, and I get to see Frenchie's face, or just I get to see Frenchie's face? I think it's Frenchie's face. He's going to take it all out on him now. Yeah, he's taking it out. But I also think that that played a little part. Like him seeing her get it on with someone else definitely hurt his heart. Definitely, definitely hurt his heart. He's not right? happy. Right yeah, now. he's not happy. But of ever. course, Frenchie's burned. Yeah, Frenchie gets burned. Frenchie gets burned. They they go to everything. They go up and then and Trevor is like, since when do you guys run ops without us? And then he's like, shut up, Trevor. Give me dumb, that information, ass, Trevor. Clearly, they know that Frenchie is some type of, if nothing else, he's connected to he's some something. type of organization. Thirty four addresses and aliases and all these things. He's something. And his girl is really, really smart, too. And she she's knows smart what's girl. up. She knows what's and up. And she knows how to, Shuri. like, she's, Shuri. like, spy status. She is. Yeah. And, she, I, and we're saying that she's a super, right? Somehow. I think so. She's got to be in some way. Are those eyes real? And also, we, we talked about the uh, moving her hand around people's yeah, faces, faces thing. I don't know what she, but she's, uh, I love her. Yeah, I love Shelly. She's great. He gets burned. He still... He, he tries to get away, of course. Of course, Frenchie gets burned of all the people. His face was on the camera, like, frozen. He lets the female go. He lets the female go. The female... I thought I thought there was a chance that the female was going to kill Frenchie. I thought there was no chance that was going to happen. She, she left. She runs off, and she then bolted. she protects him. She, well, that's because she she feels that connection, even though he didn't understand that. And then he stuck around, which I feel like makes her trust him. Yeah, because he could have just easily ran off and left her for dead. And we're definitely we're definitely shipping her as the as the uh, girl from Logan. Basically, basically, yeah. she's got the healing power. She's, she's got vicious. hands that can rip through anything. She's vicious. Maybe it's her grip. It's either her grip or just like her hands and themselves hands can turn or just like have the power to like go through stuff. Yeah, because she just stabs through everything with her hands. Yeah, it's insane. And Black Noir clearly has some agility. 
I don't know what else his power is. Yeah. He's black and noir. Yeah. We don't even know if he's a black guy. We just know he's black. He's got half the power of a black guy and half the power of Pinot Noir. He is black noir. <laughs> well, yeah. That's, let me look up if Nathan Mitchell is a black person. Yes, he is. Okay, cool. Okay, so, so black noir does have those powers. So he is black. Uh, speaking of Outside, other heroes that were and kind of, a person. Uh, just to jump into to Maeve and her ex, because I thought I think Maeve's storyline is really interesting right now because they is. could have killed her last episode. She could have stayed on the plane, and she didn't. She obviously is not handling what's going on. We learned that she someone is, said something. Someone said, "I'm glad she didn't get a hero hero's, hero's death." death. Yeah, yeah, in the chat, I think it was. Uh, uh, I can't remember who it was. Michael Cullen, I think, was who said, I'm glad she didn't get a hero's death. We learned that she has a history with alcohol. She's an alcoholic, and she's drinking again. She's back. So, like, half the seven are falling apart. Most of the seven are falling apart. They are. Translucent literally fell apart. Uh, blew apart, but whatever. Tomato, tomato. Yes. Goes back to the ex, Elena. We see that she left Elena, basically, for the seven about two years ago, and then forced herself into this relationship with Homelander for appearances. Now we're sensing that her sexuality tends to be that she's lesbian. And that was not only just forced, but completely forced, which is even more disheartening. What was completely forced? Sorry. The, the relationship with Homelander. Yes. That was completely... Vi- on one thing, it would be different if she was heterosexual and it was forced, but now it's like she's a lesbian, so it was forced times... A hundred now. Yeah, because Vought obviously is backing a church that's praying the gay away. You can't be lesbian. You can't be gay. So there's no way they're going to let her be herself. You can't, and we see that, of course, with Starlight not being able to even wear what she wants or be how she wants. Here, Maeve can't even be who she is regardless. That's actually craziness. But uh, we do get this great moment when they go into the hospital for the compound V. Yeah, so Ezekiel's been shipping it through a hospital as a polio vaccine. There was charity with the Samaritans. And, and we get the babies. We get the babies. The babies. babies. That's where we find it. We get uh, Cyclops. The Cyclops baby. Basically, the, yeah. The baby with the laser beams. Blue for Cyclops. And he, <laughs> I don't know why I think this is funny. But the baby doesn't cry or anything, and uh, Billy just Billy Butcher just holds it and uses the baby basically as his own personal laser beam. Yeah, somebody found Jack Jack in the Incredibles hospital and just playing around with exactly. him. Exactly. And and I don't know why they only send in two guards. You would think if there's an infiltration, you would send in more than two guards. Yeah. It was easier to, it was pretty easy to get in and only two guards. I would think this would be guarded a lot more. But yeah, that's kind of the end of it. They got their sample of the V compound there, which they, is they which did. moves that storyline forward. They did. They got to get that to Sandra, right? Sandra, CIA, the CIA, yes. the Susan, Susan. Thank yeah. you. They have to get it to Susan, Deputy Commissioner. And finally, let's talk about some boundaries because I think you and I should have some boundaries, Stephen. I think we should. You need to stop playing footsie with me under the table. You need to stop following me when I'm taking my kid to the pediatrician. Yeah, I'm going to stop just landing and telling you how terrible of a father you are. For, man, that scene. Yeah. I Still, every time Homelander's on screen, I feel like someone's going to die. Yeah. I don't think he'll ever kill her, but I always think the baby's going to get it. The baby. It. I, every time he looks at the baby, I just imagine like a laser shooting out of his eyes. And it's not like it's not beyond him. He's shot down a plane. He's let kids die. This, this would be nothing. This show is not beyond killing babies. That's not. I think we have not established that. Yeah, uh, him killing babies is the worst case scenario, but it's not the worst case scenario we get to play. Let's play our special segment game. 
Worst case scenario, where we talk about where heroes take their powers into the worst case scenario and what could happen to innocent villains. Today we have, obviously, Mr. Fantastic. Mr. Fantastic's stretchy power. power of stretching. That's Mr. Fantastic. This is yeah, his Mr. Mr. Fantastic. Bomb- bombastic Mr. Fantastic. Um, Tehran, what is the worst situation Mr. Fantastic's power could have on okay. the world around him? Mr. Fantastic is getting freaky. He's, he's being freaky. He's getting freaky-deaky. Uh, he stretches the part of his body that he needs the most during the freaky-deakiness. His ears. And he stretches it this because listening is the most sexual, sensual activity you can do in bed. But he also stretches his other parts, and uh, they get misplaced. He's become known as Vlad, they, Vlad the Impaler. The Impaler. I like that. There yeah, you go. I think Ezekiel's probably done that to somebody before. A hundred percent. Yeah, I think that uh, there's lots of terrible things that could go wrong. He could be reaching across his household to grab a beer out of the fridge, and his son could be skateboarding through the house and just clothesline him and completely break his neck. His kids have died because of that. Mr. Fantastic. He could, he could be driving, or he could be walking down the street, but he decides to get really tall to go into the second story of a building, and a car just hits his legs from under him, and then like a crane falling, he just slaps everyone on the sidewalk, kills and just them all. Clear, with the flatness. I'm going with Vlad the Impaler. It's actually way worse than all those things. Yeah, probably. Yeah, because look, let's be real. If a guy had the stretchy power, the first thing he's stretching. Anyway, guys, let's get into some predictions. After Buzz TV prediction. I predict that right after this, I'm going to go watch the next episode because I need to see it. That's so real. Yeah. I, I can't even lie. Let's get into that right now. I'm going to go with, however, I'm going to go with the Ezekiel information. Ezekiel gets found out. Okay. I'm going to say Ezekiel gets find, found out. It still gets out there. Let's find out. We'll find out. We're going to go watch the next episode. We're going to talk about it. Stay tuned. Keep watching this after show. Where can people find you if you want to be found? Stephen Lemieux. On Twitter, at Stephen Lemieux. That's right. And, of course, find me at I am Toronto All Across Sport, hosting and paneling a bunch of the after shows that you love to watch because your favorite TV shows are my favorite TV shows, too. We're going to go watch more because we are... I mean, is that too soon? Is that too soon? Oh, my God. I got to go. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menounos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the host only. They do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.